And I'm going to talk to you by the Holy Spirit. And also by personal experience. Amen. You can only receive this by humbling yourself. And be as if you have never heard preaching in your life. Amen. 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 Because some of us can stand here and take it very light. The assignment God has given to us. But heaven doesn't take it light at all. Amen. 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 And the second thing is that you cannot fail. Amen. You must not fail. Amen. From the COVID time between 2020 to now, sometimes in Africa we don't have very accurate statistics. But the last time I read in America, between 2020 to now, over 3,000 pastors has left the ministry. Last year, it was around 1,500 about They left. They are not pastoring again. Some are selling tomatoes. I was in America and I, my wife dragged me, mommy dragged me to the supermarket and we were buying something. So, whilst we were in a queue, there's somebody who crossed me and I was just very cool because the servants of the Lord must be gentle. So sometimes you are bound by scriptures not to misbehave. And so the guy was very shocked about the way I was cool. So when I speak in America, when you go there and you speak, they can tell your accent that you are not an American. So they used to say you have an accent. And then it's, oh, where are you from? I say, oh, I'm from Ghana. I say, oh, wow. Are you visiting? I say, yes. He said, you, you just cool guy. I say, oh, yeah. And then he asked, what do you do for a living? I say, oh, I, I bless people. And he said, what do you mean by blessing? I said, I'm a man of God. And the guy said something I'll never forget. He said, I used to be a man of God. I came home and I was thinking about it. I mean, I have to make it a whole devotion with me and my man. I said, I used to, can you imagine, prophet? And I said, I used to be a man of God. So I, I, I said, I said, why, 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 what make you leave, leave the ministry? Oh, it was difficult. I mean, things were so hard. And at a point... I couldn't just handle it. I have to leave and come and sell here. Amen. Now, if you have been to their system, it is easy to see things like that. But here too, there are things taking people out of ministry. Now, the fact that you are here does not mean you are still in ministry. Because you can be physically there but emotionally out. You are just waiting for an opportunity to run away. So, can I talk to you? Yes, yes. Amen. Sometimes, um, no wonder Jesus said, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Even the few labors, some are also running away. And he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers. Now, can you imagine that? God is looking for more laborers. The few ones inside are exiting. Because let me tell you, folks, the seriousness is that in our time, ministry is extremely difficult. So this is not something you take it light. Since Jesus died, I don't think there is any time in dispensation that ministry is still difficult. In fact, because of that, there are many people God has called that they refuse to come. Now watch this. They refuse to come. There are some too who has come and they are trying to leave. 
There's another thing to our generation because I'm going to tell you the realities of the time you are calling. When God called me at the time, almost three decades ago, it's different from anybody that's responding to a call now. The pictures are totally different. The expectations are totally different. The kind of people you are, you are pastoring now is not like that time. Can I talk to you? Yes, the only problem you have with me is that I'm a very practical preacher. So I'm not going to quote you Greek and Hebrew and that. What you need is not Greek and Hebrew. I want to tell you the reality. So it's totally different. Amen. Yeah. The pressure on you in ministry now is not the same as when God called us. It's not the same as when God called Papa and Piakofi, Reverend Sudanaba, and Bishop, uh, what do we call it, Papa um, Duncan Williams. Their time is totally different. I was talking to Papa recently. I visited him last time. He said, Nana, this, your generation is too strange. Because when they look back, they could see that Christianity is changing. There is also another thing that is even extremely serious. Hallelujah. Two of you that come. Uh, Francis, come. Extremely serious. Come. And the seriousness is that, I've shown you before, but <laughs> repetition is a matter of learning. Huh? And once something is repeated, it helps you. If you are under the prophetic ministry, this is the picture you are showing now. When Jesus Christ was going to be transfigured on the mountain of transfiguration, it got attracted uh, by two um, major ministries which championed their dispensation that is Moses and Elijah and interestingly all these two people we don't have their graves on earth everybody know Elijah went to heaven by the chariot of fire Moses we don't know he climbed a mountain and God himself I don't know whether God buried him or he carried him we don't know so Moses left God told him you will never see the land he couldn't come to the land in his life but he came to the land after death because when God says something he must fulfill it Take the people to the promised land. In his life, he couldn't come. But after death, he came. So on the mountain of transfiguration, the Bible said there was Moses, Jesus, and Elijah. Very interesting. I mean, when Moses was there, Peter, James, and John were nowhere to be found. They were not even born. Their parents were not born. But they could recognize them. God Peter said, that, let's build three, three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. We will stay in the stand. I mean, they saw the glory. They said, we, we don't mind if the rain and the sun should beat us. But let's build this one for you so that the three of you can enjoy so that we can see you amen when you enter into the supernatural and you are kind because they were sleeping so when they wake up they start talking anything they want to say now this guy said one of them championed the dispensation of the lord that is moses elijah championed the dispensation of the prophets then jesus is about to champion the dispensation of grace so three of them must meet as a necessity. Whatever they said, we don't know. Now, even the devil didn't want that story to be told. Whatever it is, he didn't want story because he killed James. Huh? And the next thing, he proceeded to take Peter. So you can see the next person. So, one of the, so study the transfiguration very well. If I have time, I'm going to show you something. There is something about that thing that the devil doesn't want it to be told. So he killed James first. He proceeded to take Peter. I could see that John was the next. Now, once you kill this three, that story cannot be told. All right. Because these are the only witness of the story apart from Jesus. 
Watch this. This is Elijah. He handed the baton to Elisha. He stingily decided that you hand the baton. How many of you are looking for anointing? You really want to be anointed? Lift your hand. If you put your hand down, God might never anoint you. Put your hands down. Hallelujah. Now, um, wow. You really want to be anointed. Do you know that all the, good to see you, sir. Do you know that all the last year we lost Bonky? Eh? We lost Bonky last year. Maurice Serrero last year. Eh? Do you know that all those anointings are around? Because hear this nobody takes anointing to heaven. That is why Elijah was trying to take the thing. Go to him and drop the thing because you can't bring it here. You don't need anointing here. Huh? That is why even where Jesus is, he can't cast a demon for you. Because the authority to do that, he left it. He can't do it. He say, oh, authority is given unto me and I give it to you. Because heaven, you don't need, there's no demon there to us. So, when he's anointing is around, Billy Graham anointing is around, they are called lingling anointing. They are looking for, the way you are praying for anointing to come from heaven, they are still here. You remember this guy didn't transfer the anointing. He stayed in his bones. I don't want to misquote it, but there was hundreds of years when they were going to bury somebody. His body hit Elisha's bones and the person jumped back to life. It is an anointing was in the bone. Watch this. This is one of the problems you are facing. This man started ministry and he just appeared. Some of you, you don't know the history of Archbishop Duncan Williams. You don't know the history of Dr. Ampia Kofi. If you have never been close to them, they cannot tell you. The way they started the ministry is different from the way you are working now. So, so those fathers, they appeared. The founder of Church of Pentecost, Macrion, came from Britain and was in apostolic church. There was a sterling. Sometimes, God caused confusion to stir something because naturally, we might not be able to separate ourselves. So, he stirred confusion to stir something so that he can start another move. Because, listen, listen, God's plan and agenda is bigger than Oh, I love this scripture. Many are the plans in the man's heart, but it's the purpose of God that will prevail. That means that God's plan is powerful than our purpose. Wow. Let me say it again. Many are the plans in the man's heart. It's the purpose of God that will prevail. God's purpose is powerful than our plans. So there is a way you are planning, but God's purpose can interrupt the plan. Because his agenda is very hard. Now watch this. I want to show you this after that. You see that, that we can take off. Everybody here, you must fulfill your ministry. Amen. As long as we are staying together, you must fulfill your ministry. Amen. I don't know what God has called you to do. And, and, and the ministry thing is very interesting. I'm going to show you another thing. Huh? If you hide this short man behind this tall man, eh? this one is a ministry. This is the stages of your ministry. Are you getting it? Now, this is what you see. This one, you don't see it. But you must finish accomplish this one for God to move this one for you to see the next one. So whilst you are here, there's another level you must go. But what you see now is not a destination. So you can even start as a pastor and end as a prophet. You can start as a prophet and end as an apostle. Because God will not show you everything can i talk to you 
I have not started. I'm warming up. Come to the position where you are. Now I want to show you this. When you catch it, then we can move. Now, so this man, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inheritance of Gilead, he appeared. No genealogy. Interestingly, he's the only man in the Bible that we don't know where he comes from. The way he appeared, that's the same way he disappeared. No father, no mother, he appeared. Strange prophet. Demonstrated a lot of power. This man can lock the heavens. And the way he locked it, it's not that God said, there shall not be rain or dew according to my way. And heaven was low. And he used prayer to do it. The New Testament writer said Elijah was a subject, was, 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 was a prophet subject to life passing as we are. He prayed more earnestly that he might not read. It means that it was not God's intention. He used prayer to lock it. We are going to talk about that. Because that means that there is no substitute for your prayer life as a servant of God. Every provision God has made for us in the Bible is accessible by prayer. Now hear this. It means that without prayer, you cannot get anything from God. That is the way God has put it. That is why John Wesley says, it seems God does nothing but answers prayer. <laughs> the one that flies spacecraft is called an astronaut. The one that flies aircraft is called a pilot. The one that drives a car is called a driver. All the levels are not the same. You cannot go and learn driving and jump into an aircraft. So the level you are is as a result of what you know and the price you have paid. If you want to move from a driver to a pilot in driving, huh? <laughs> I, 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 the way you are quiet on me, I'm really suspecting you. Huh? When you sit in a car, you move your car and you decide to do whatever you like. But in flight, you must work with instructors. Okay. That is the reason God brought you here. Between where you are in the driving school, the flying school, you need an instructor. Now watch this. This man appeared, calling fire from heaven, locking the heavens. He himself can lock, he's hungry. Then God will be looking for a widow to take care of him. He prayed again, the heavens was open. This man was a farmer. He was a farmer. Now let me say this before we continue. Every one of us here, including me, all the ministry God has given to us, he has a substitute behind us. Just in case you decide not to do it. Who is my substitute? It's not even your associate pastor. I don't know. And maybe I'll tell you tomorrow. This man started complaining to God. I am the only prophet left. The man that was not made to die is now praying a death sentence for himself. Kill me. I'm not better than my fathers. Now, do you know one of the reasons why Elijah prayed that prayer? In my estimation. Because you're already saying that there's no prophet. He's the only one. Number one, he did not know that God has reserve. Who? God didn't even went to the reserve. He said, I want to teach you that I don't need the reserve. There is a farmer farming at Miocho. Go and anoint it. 
Go and anoint the farmer to take your place. Who? Do you know that he didn't do it? She didn't do it. Anoint Elisha to be a prophet in your room. Anoint Jehu. Anoint Hesed. He didn't do it. There's no record in the Bible that he anointed enough of them. Because he was shocked that God could substitute him. This is what I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you to lead a certain life because everybody's standing here. Do you know something? One day I was standing in Port City. The Lord told me something that shocked me. I was praying me and I said, this work you are doing, somebody didn't do it and I gave it to you. <laughs> Amen. It's possible that there's something I have not done that God gave it to somebody. Me and you, there is something you have not done. Somebody came to me recently and said, Papa, uh, God called me about 17 years ago. So, uh, and now I'm convinced. I said, oh, go and find something to do. <laughs> I didn't say, what do you mean? I said, no, no, go and find something to do. You can go and say, Kele, Wele. you can say something. I said, you think God will be waiting for you for 17 years? 17 years, you think God doesn't have anything to do? 17 years, he's waiting for you. Ah, I told him, I said, the same year, didn't come, God replace you. Somebody is doing what you're supposed to do long time. The prophets who appear, God substitute them in you. Go and anoint Elisha to become a prophet in your room. That day, God fired him. Now, this is a problem. So, this man left, he dropped the mantle on this one. Now, the Ghana charismatic move, it is a picture of this. The Pentecostal fathers started with the church, apostolic church. Out of it, the church of Pentecost came. The charismatic move started. The first charismatic church in Ghana is Christian Action Faith. If you know a little about church history. Now, after that, there was a fellowship in Kanda. Reverend Piakofi, Dr. Menso Tabi, all of them. Then they split and everybody started a church from fellowship. There were students and God started using them. It has traveled almost 40 days, almost four decades now. We are in 40 years thereabout. So let's consider them to be the Elijah generation. After that, another move came in the next generation. This guy didn't see the prosperity of this. Because this guy was always hanging around bush and carrying by fire and chariot. The next day he's here, the next day he's there. This man followed this man all he does to pour water on his feet. She was not even ready to transfer the anointing. This man must pay price to get anointing. By the time it gets to this guy's generation, which I perceive it might be your generation, you can take it or leave it. I'm entitled for what I read in the Bible. And I'm speaking to as a prophet. So, whatever anointing this guy carry, this one's supposed to carry triple or maybe more. Because if it was one year and it's double year, then we don't know how it should come here. Because as evil increases, anointing must be greater. Yes, sir. Now let me show you. So you stand on the verge <laughs> on two things. You either make it or you either get it or lose it. You either make it or make it. Now, contrary to this guy's training, he followed a man that all he saw was that one day Jezebel is chasing them. The next day they are here. The next time they are going here, then when it comes to this one, followed by this one, this guy saw prosperity. 
Because you could see this man is walking in front of a house and a wealthy woman will invite them to eat. So you are walking around East Legon. I don't know where, I mean, I, I mean, now let me use because Ghana, we don't know who is the richest man. So let's say you are in America, you are walking around, Elon Max invite your spiritual father. You go to his house, you eat breakfast. How does these people, Bill Gates, oh man, Bloomberg, Rockefeller, all those guys. It's not the end. Apart from that, you'll be there then, Nigerian president will send the chief of defense staff with a letter. That I hear there is a prophet in your place. Can he heal my military man? That is the story of Naaman. And they are coming with a convoy. I'll give you a picture before we start. What you are dealing with. So, when you enter Porter City, it's no different from what you, Gehazi saw with Elisha. This is what you are seeing. How many of you wish out by next year you have built this thing? How many of you be sincere? Be sincere. How many of you have claimed the things that are here? It's nothing wrong. I'm telling you, some of you, some of you have laid hands on the sun, carry sun in your bag, take flowers, Lord, midnight prayer. And I'm trusting God that you even do two times what is happening. But caution. This man saw Nigeria president come send a chief of defense staff in a convoy of about 57 land cruisers. When they came, they went to present Ekufuado. President Ekufuado was even thinking they were coming to make war. Then he said, no, no, it's not war. I want to see the prophet in your country. So the prophet, and then they left the president, came to your house. Saw the convoy, and this guy is the one serving you. And this guy saw the convoy. One of the cars is gold, one of them is clothed. In fact, the last five land cruises is dollars. Then yeah. this your father, when the man said, Thank you very much. Your father didn't even come to see the man. He said, Go and dip yourself seven times. See, when they came, the Bible said his skin was like a baby. The man came back to the house. Oh, if I'm here. Please, bodyguards, offload all the things. No, 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 I don't want it. Please take it. Gazi is in my say, What do you mean? I mean, what is wrong with my father? Is it because of the 70 days fast he has lost his mind? I mean, something is wrong with this man. For what? After all, when we go to war, we bring booties. That's why they've carried it. For what? Elijah said, please, thank you, God bless you. Go back. Gehazi generation. Somebody's on Facebook, you're under pressure. Somebody's building an auditorium somewhere, you're under pressure. Dude, I want to free you. under pressure. 
It's affecting every area of your life. You are biting more than you can chew. You are a car, but I want to use the engine of an aircraft. So you are under pressure. Your wife is under pressure. Your dogs are under pressure. And when the pressure becomes strong, with the competitive spirit, I must pass through the other line and meet General Neymar. Because anybody in Harry would definitely die in worries. <laughs> and watch this. The pressure. And you have to, once you're under pressure, lying is inevitable. Because you have to also prove a point. You are in a place where, I'm telling you, this your father said, when they started, they were driving cars, rickety cars, and it was fine for them. You, you are under pressure. Yeah, because there's a brother that's standing by, you came here with us class, C class. And your wife is asking you, are you really called? <laughs> no wonder, I'm surprised you didn't bring your wives. One of the things that shocks me, Ghana, because me, every, every conference I've traveled over there when I went with my wife. Well, I mean, I'm doing the ministry with you. What am I supposed to hear that you won't hear? No, you're supposed to be. One day I told my I said, you better go to the conference. Whatever they teach you, come and teach me. Sit down. Hey, stand there. I've not finished with you people. Who asked you to go and sit down, my friend? Are you alive? Amen. The precious of ministry in our time is something else. I'm telling you. Young pastors losing their marriages. They are going to talk about that. This is a generation of celebrities. I must become popular. <laughs> don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. It is deep down in your heart. The atmosphere is calling for it. Ah. So there's something in the ministry called process. We don't want to. Gehazi went there and Gehazi said when we left I can hear Gehazi say this man I have to teach him how to prosper. He has lost his grace. And much as he is anointed when it comes to the principles of prosperity the man has lost it. I must teach him. The Bible said Gehazi passed there and went to Captain Neyman and said that well, when we left my master said some things come. I mean, even, 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 even Neymar could have been smart because <laughs> the, the same thing you sent to come and collect, I was giving all to you. So how? Well, anyway, 
Captain Naaman gave the things to Elisha to Gehazi. Sorry, Gehazi came back. Well, we are dealing with the prophet, so where are you coming from? And once you lie from the beginning, you lie to the end. Truth is one, a lie is one. And the prophetic was said, Oh, I didn't go anywhere. I want to protest too fast. He said, Was not my spirit with you? When you follow the Syria, wow. And what happened from there? I want to show you something. Go back home and read it. Is it wrong for you to do ministry? And wealthy people come and bless you? No. I have lived my life by that way. I put myself under covenant. God has used all kinds of people, including strangers, to bless me. And I want to be very honest with you. I collected the blessing. The one God said, don't take it. I don't. It was only once many years ago, somebody gave me a check. It's probably 16 years ago. Over a billion, then the Lord said, return the money back to the person. But apart from all the rest, he has allowed me to take it. So is it wrong? No. Now, there were some things that confused Gehazi, I believe. Because if you don't rent us to take anything, why did we went to the Shunammite woman's house to eat? And I'm sure when we finished eating, he gave us things and we took it away. Why this one? The key word is very simple. Is it time? It means that it was not time. And he said unto him, went not to my heart with thee. When the man turned again from his child to meet thee, is it is it what to receive what it means that when it comes to god's prosperity for your life there is a time a particular time when that time has not come and you want to make it you will crash so that this is the picture so it's not that I am forbidding you from receiving something, but it's not what? We are going to take it from there. I want to say something categorically here that men of God and women of God. The measuring line to measure the success of ministry has nothing to do with the size of your church. The car you drive. Or which area you live. Then, if that is what you are using to measure, then when God send you to a trip on Pesu, you won't go. Because I'm promising you that when we get to heaven, there are some men of God in some village you don't know them, they might get a bigger crown than me and you. Tell your neighbor it's not time. It means everybody here. Now, do, do you know the interesting thing? Let me say this in practically. I remember this is about maybe 20 years ago. When I married, I used to have a car without starter. I was driving. And then after that, something happened one day. 
I want to preach for a man and a miraculous thing happened. In fact, I, I knew the car is going to disgrace me. So I decided not to take the car. Then I called a man to come and pick me because he has a car. I was preaching for uh, this is many years. There's a man in Kwame. I preached for him about 20 or 21 years ago. And so when I went there, he has this meeting he does in the afternoon and it was quite a prophetic move. He has one in Kumasi, he has one here, he became my friend and then I preached for him. I preached about once or thereabout. And then when I was going there, I told one man to pick me. I remember I was living by with that the Lord said, go with your car. I said, no Lord, you don't want to disgrace me and disgrace yourself. This car that doesn't start. Because sometimes it starts, sometimes it can just decide to get angry to not start. Now, interestingly, when I started in the house, it started. But I anointed it. Pray over it. If I pour the blood of Jesus. When I got there, if you look at the church, when we are getting to the traffic, I think you turn right. The church is such a way that as you go up, there is a hill. So the man said, I should park my car in front because I'm a guest preacher. I told him, no, 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 let me go and park it on the other side. The boy said, no, no, no. I remember the guy said, our father will kill us. Hey, bro, just pack it here. Wow. These people, do you know what you are putting me into? Don't do that. I did it. He said, no, no, no. Before I saw they have even put a block in my car. He said, no, Papa, you pack it, we'll be fine. So I packed the car there. When I finished preaching, I preached those days. I mean, very powerful by the grace of God. I finished and people are leaving someone to see you, uh, talking in his office uh, yeah, and then I, I so I think I needed to go somewhere so I told him that I have to move because I think I'm going for another meeting I don't know I start the car will start wow wait, 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 wait. person was standing there I was sitting in the car oh prof so one or I was trying the car was not even start one or say uh, prof let me let me I know how to do it let me let me try and help I was, it was a very, very embarrassing situation. Now, it led to some kind of miracle. When I, the next day, a woman called me. He doesn't even go to the church because it was a kind of a body of Christ ministry later. And then the woman said that, oh, um, I used to so and so. I don't even know how you got my number. And then the woman actually goes to another church that I've preached there. And he said, when I came to their church, the same thing happened. So I'm known for pushing a car at that time. And so I think God touched him to buy me a car. And then she bought me a BMW. Now, listen. In those days, I almost left my wife in a room to come and sleep in the car. <laughs> From that time to where I'm standing now, I realized that there is a reason God doesn't give you some things at a certain time. Bye. It just there's nothing wrong for pastors to clap for Jesus. There's nothing wrong. So when we are preaching, they clap. There's nothing wrong for pastors to clap. I, I I'm telling you, I wake up, I wash the car, wax it. Clean the inside. If I even have a cover at the boot, when I come to a church and I see people touch it, I cover it. Wow. 
What a blessing at that time. I sit in the car. I feel so good. In fact, to me, that was a validation that God has anointed me. Today. I mean, it to me, so where you are sitting there, there are things you are celebrating and God will give it to you tomorrow. It will mean nothing to you. Tell your brother it's not time. Now let me take you through these four stages of ministry that you can't mix it. Let me take you through them very quickly. Are you alive? Amen. Caution and give attention to these four things I'm going to show you. If you are going to make it in ministry. Everybody who has made it, who are celebrating great men of God, great women of God, some of them you read their books, some of them you wish you want to be like them. All of them make sure that they give attention to what I'm going to show you. Are we together? Amen. Number one, let me say this first. God save us as children. Hmm? Or he save you as a son and a daughter, but he calls you as a servant. God calls you as what? A servant. You are not called as a boss. But as what? A servant. It means that you are a Christian before you receive a calling. Can I talk to you? God cannot call you as an unbeliever. It means that you cannot leave the world and straight into ministry. Anybody that does that is the most dangerous person you can follow. So nobody became born again. The day you are saved, you are called. It means that you are a church member before you become a minister. The same thing. John the Baptist was a man sent from God. He was a man before he was sent. That means that the first thing you must be careful and hold on is your personal relationship with God. Because the pastoral work can be a profession. There are many people preaching the gospel who doesn't know God. Can I say that again? You can preach the gospel and you have no relationship with God. So number one, let me take you through the hierarchy. You must have a personal relationship with God. This is the way I describe it. The anointing you carry. Everybody here. The anointing upon your life. Whether it's pastoral anointing. Whether it's teaching anointing. Whether it's evangelistic anointing. Apostolic anointing or prophetic anointing. Every one of us here must be one area of this fivefold ministry. Every one of us here. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you are in one line of this ministry. You either call as an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, evangelist, or a pastor. You must be one of this. Sometimes, by the grace of God, depending on assignment, God can give you two or three or four. You can operate as an apostle, operate as a prophet, teach the word of God, and you can operate. But at least everyone must be in one of this line of ministry. So, all of us are called. That anointing on you. As I'm standing here, I know the anointing on me is not for me. 
this is the deception a lot of men of God. So there is an anointing you carry. The anointing on, on Apostle Mensah is not for him. When I say it's not for him, it means that. Let me use an let me, let me use, there's a way I used to describe it. Have you seen that creator tanker that is carrying the fuel and there's a label on a shell? Do you know that they are on their way to the shell filling station? Most of the tankers are underground. If you have seen it, they go and offload the fuel. Now, most of those tankers they are rented. Or if it's for the company, the company go to the tour or where the oil is refined, they buy the thing. So when you go and you see them discharging, there's a measuring rod. They measure to see that the quantity that they bought is what you deliver. That means that that articulator carrying the fuel cannot depend on that fuel to move. Yeah. I say there's nothing wrong for pastors to clap. It's part of the demonstration of your humility. So, I am carrying a fuel. I have come to a station here. I am offloading and discharging the fuel. Huh? But when I finish, I need my own fuel to move. Uh, okay. uh, 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 uh. That is why you can be preaching and be committing adultery. Yes, sir. That is why you can be preaching. Some of you are shocked. This man, he drinks, he fornicates, but he's still standing and demonstrating power because the anointing is different from you. It's called anointing upon the anointing within. Are you ready for me here today? Don't worry, Apostle. Uh, other men of God will come. So that's it. Don't mix it. So you can finish sleeping with a woman and come here, and there will be a demonstration of power. If the driver carrying that greater tanker short fuel, it does not affect the fuel inside. She only has not got into his destination, but the fuel in the tanker is intact. The gift and the callings of God. But if you sort the fuel, you have not got to your destination. So number one, establish your relationship with God. That one is more important to me than the preaching I'm preaching. So now, have you thought about this one? Many came in my name, said, did we not work miracles in your name? And say, I don't know you. What happened? On what ground that you don't know us? We saw vividly this man was healing the, the sick. He was raising the cripple. Things were happening. How come? No relationship. And because there is no alternative, God decided to manage you. These days, we are not here for nonsense stories. Because so. let me tell you something. We are in a generation that people have buried human beings in their altars. People have put one leg for God and one leg for the devil. Jesus, like God is not powerful enough. I must miss the devil some more. Not every man of God, even those you see with the names, you know God. So here this Paul said. I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. Let us preach to others. I myself will not be a castaway. It means that you can preach and go to hell. Oh, your life will be a hundred times better when you leave this place.
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This grace standing before you has been proven and tested. Yes, sir. And if I speak to you and you take it, I tell you, you will make it. Amen. You are not connected here for nothing. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes, Who mentors you determines where you go. So if I see a Paul, I know where Timothy is going. If I see Elijah, I know where Elijah is going. If I see Moses, I know where Joshua is going. If I see Mordecai, I know where Esther will end. Oh, I'm talking to somebody here. Once I see Naomi, I know that Ruth is going to make it. So if I see you, somebody see you, and he knows that you are going to land in somewhere. Once a person sees me and you following me, he can tell that you are going to make it. It's a simple, it's a principle. It's not even what I'm preaching. I'm communicating more spirit than words. Sit down and let's go. Amen. So your relationship with God, very crucial. Personal relationship with God. I have minimum of average six hours prayer a day, minimum. I can do four hours in the morning, three hours. But at least if I don't pray a day, I should be able to occupy that. Sometimes you go beyond that. I don't have normal sleeping time. No. I don't have normal sleeping time. I have trained myself for the past about 20 years not to lie on the bed more than four hours. So my body clock is adjusted to that. By the time I close my four hours, I must open my eyes. So most time I finish on, I stand for sometimes six, seven hours. I sleep sometimes six. By eight o'clock night, I'm awake. My wife is my eternal witness in God. Because nothing just happens. Mm -hmm. You are not born with it. It's a revelation I got many years ago. I was going to, I went to America. It was winter. It was very cold. We were sitting in the airport waiting to change the flight. And everybody was wearing their jacket. Even the, those of us in the jacket we were still feeling cold. Then a guy came. We, we know these macho guys. She was wearing cigarettes and was walking. And was even sweating. And everybody was watching him. And he can jump his blessing like this. Jump, jump. The thing is just jerking. Wow. I was sitting. Everybody was watching. I mean, as he moved, everybody was watching. And he was wearing this normal cigarette and was walking. And people were trying to take pictures with him. I was sitting watching. The Lord said, he was not born like this. I said, Lord, I know. So I'm trying to teach you something. He was not born like this. In fact, the Lord came back and the Lord told me that five years ago, he didn't look like this. So just to make sure that I'm picking, I went to him and said, wow, it's good to see you. He said, where do you from? I said, I'm from Ghana. Wow. She was laughing. I said, look at your body. He said, wow. And I said, how many years? Oh, I think about four or five years there about. So how was your size? So oh, I was a very slim man. Just keep doing it. I've won a lot of contests. And the Lord said, the way he is like this, you can be like this in the spirit. Cut off everything. It changed my life. I went to the Bible. I said, no, what you are saying, I, mean, I must get a connection in the Bible. Then I went to Apostle Paul. He said, bodily exercise profited later. Exercise yourself into godliness. I said, wow, spiritual gym. I want to ask you a question. As you are sitting here, 
What is the level of relationship you personally have with God? Is he preaching? You can easily pick somebody's book and preach it. You can easily listen to a tape and preach it. It's the easiest thing to do. What to make your calling authentic is your personal relationship with God that affects whatever you say in the pulpit. You can preach faith and not live by faith. You can preach prayer and not pray. You can preach fasting and not fast. You can preach giving and you're a stingy pastor. No, don't worry. I know I'll step on your toes now, so I know the clapping going down. Don't worry. I, I, I know. I'm dealing with men of God who understand. So watch this. This is the exercise. Personal relationship with God. I'm telling you. I am not permitted to preach anything I've not practiced. Because the Lord said, if it doesn't work for you, don't think it will work for anybody. Personal relationship with God. It is what will deliver you from making terrible, grave danger mistake. If you don't have personal relationship with God, you will sleep with the beautiful girls in your church. They will come to you for counseling. They will seduce you and bring out the last inside you. And you will yield. Personal relationship. Standards. Moving with spiritual boundaries. The beginning might be difficult, but that is what it is. Prophet, I don't do aquanchere. I don't do counseling. If I had opportunity, I can counsel you, but I don't have Braha Wednesday and Afakwanche. No. Whatever I'm preaching in the pulpit, if it can't change you, it's not when I'm sitting with you that you are going to change. Yes, I've done. I don't have any day that people have lined up. In my office and I'm counseling them, no. Because Jesus never. The most dangerous thing that will ever happen to you is try to cancel people who are not ready to serve God. They put me on air, so there are some things I can't see. I wish I'm not on air. It's very debatable. How is it that somebody might be angry, but I'm telling you. I know pastors who slept with women when they were counseling them. I've learned. I've, I've come where I am by learning from other people. When I sit down with pastors in a restaurant and we are eating, Bishop Titi just told me something. The greatest thing you learn in ministry is not sitting down preaching. When you have opportunity to sit with pastors, some are older than me, some are all pastors, I call them, I move with them, they are all fathers. I am privileged to connect to people like that. I was sitting with Dr. Jerry Saver in London where it is. The things he shared with me, it will never, no Bible school can teach me. No Bible school. He said, Nana, I am showing you things for my 50 years work in Kanekopla. No Bible school can teach me. So TDJ said, the things you learned there. One day I went to preach for Bishop Bernard Ousuansa about 20 years ago in Amsterdam. We were sitting with him and Dr. Bishop Chibundu now and some other pastor, one bishop from Suriname. The things I learned there, it has kept me for 20 years. Now, what a blessing for people to tell you their mistakes. And you get there. And in reality, you see that, hey, the thing they told me, I'm facing it. Now, if this beautiful lady is following me, eh, and I fall into a pit and he fall into a pit, he's a fool. That is the definition of a fool. If he's following me 
and he's what there's no light there. And I first hey, my tom, no, he's a fool. Yeah. 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 Wisdom telling her to either stop yes, sir. and not follow me. Jesus said, if the blind follows the blind. Now, Jesus' problem is this blind mind, not this one. Because this one that is accepted is a blind. This one, he doesn't see, but he presumes to see. So if the blind leads the blind, what happened? Tell your neighbor your personal relationship. Because listen, we are in a generation that a lot of pastors don't have relationship with God. No. It involves your prayer life. It involves your Bible study. You are not studying to go and preach. You are studying to feed yourself. I'm not talking about looking for a message to go and preach. No. 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 If I did that, I would be in trouble. The kind of ministry I have. Because at a certain time, I must preach 70 days every day. And you must have enough in your spirit that somebody will not be tired of listening to you. Personal relationship with God. Personal relationship. Prayer life. Bible study life. Your periodic timetable for fasting. So me, a week cannot pass by without fasting. I hope you are not offended. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because let me tell you something. You can start very well and end in a disaster. I don't even think the ministry is about how you start. No, if you see something, ministry that come, whoo, be careful. Because God believes in process. Hmm. Amen. My next point, uh, before, because you see, once you have a personal relationship with God, whatever he starts tomorrow can grow. Every level of the church you have, it can grow. It's in the book of Genesis chapter 9 verse 19. It can grow. Don't forget this scripture. Genesis chapter 9 verse 19. It's the scripture that proved to me that <laughs> everything can grow. These are the three sons of Noah. Of them was the whole earth overspread. Give me the New Living Translation. This scripture, don't forget it. This is my key scripture for group. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. Pray. <laughs> Whatever you are, you may have, so all you need to start is three. And if you believe in this scripture, this is God's principle. Give me the, I love the way the message Bible put it. You see, it's not that you have not read it before, but you don't have revelation like the way I brought the revelation out. So this is what is called illumination. These are the three sons of Noah from this tree, the whole earth was populated. Three, three. So don't chase the people that are leaving your church. Tomorrow I'm going to show you that some people when they leave the church, the church get better. I'll show you tomorrow. I'll give you scriptures. The way you are following them, going to look for them. Maybe I'll be a fatcher and I'll back. They will kill you. No, they will kill you. Why did God reduce 30,000 soldiers to 300? 
from Gideon. 30,000 to 300. If you go to war with people who are afraid, they will kill you, your leader. No. It is Moses uh, congregating that stop him from entering the promised land. Mm. May the Lord not give you people that give you stress. Yeah. And that kill you before your time. Yeah. You can have one congregation member, you kill you before your time. You don't need to chase anybody. These are the three sons of Noah. I love it. Give you the NIV version. So all you need to start is three. One, two, three. It's enough. If you believe the scripture, these were the three sons of Noah. Three sons, Sam, Ham, and Japheth. Mm? And from them came the people who were scattered over the earth. Three. And from them come. So you, your wife, your son, you can have a popular church. Despise not the years of small beginnings. Give the Lord a better clap of men and women of God. No? If you understand this scripture, you will not be afraid to start a church anywhere. Just one scripture, stand on it, you will not be afraid to start anywhere. No? When I travel all over the world to do program, some people ask me, on, on what faith do you stand? I don't tell them, but I know why I'm standing. I don't need anything. I don't go with any. No, 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 no. Because God Paul planted Apollo watered the increase. Once you stand on the word of God to speak to him, no. There's nothing he can do. He can't break his word. You mean you populated the word with three? Then you should be able to populate the church. Yes, sir. This is a word for church growth wow. look at amplify version look at amplify version hallelujah certainly where people are afraid to start church hallelujah if i send you to london now if i send you all you need is three get three people and stand on there these are the three sons of noah and from them the whole earth was overspread and stuck with inhabitants stuck so you can start with three and god will stack the place I think we can close with this one. Should we? Should we close? This is enough for you. I mean, first pastor's conference. This is enough. So all this about my church is not growing. You have not picked the rhema. Now, if you are living in second, you are crying. When God bring you to mutual, well, don't deceive yourself. When we came here, this is not the way this place is. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a desert. No houses. The road here, we did it. We brought electricity here. I did high tension. I did step down transformer. Every electricity use as my transformer. Wow. Nothing was here. No. Nothing was here. Some people didn't follow us. If you have not heard God, you cannot relocate. Yes, no. You choke over the place. Now, I can't force God to put him in Tama. What God wants to do, Tama land. No land in Tama can contain it. I stopped the project here because the Lord told me don't waste your land. Because before I know, people have bought all the land. So we reserve a small land there for vertical extension. So now if you have to do project, you must go with an elevator. Because the Lord told me nobody is selling the air. So I must sit back and plan and not waste the rest of the land. I reserve it for what God wants to do in the future. 
It means that if I have to build an university here, it's going to be one block and 45 story. Wow. So that within it is a lecturer's place, within it is a conference room, everything. Because you can go to America, there's a university, but it's one block. All the park and everything is in the block. There's a university here. The field is inside. Tenth floor is the football field. The tenth floor is a stadium. The next floor is basketball. And it's about 40-something story. That is the same thing Dubai is doing. No land. Singapore is now planning underground city. The longest tunnel in the world is in Singapore. They did it through the sea. If you don't have Rima, you can't go. No, no, you can't move. There are pastors in town. They could have moved to another place and created a city. No. When Bishop Oedipo was going to Kenya land, the, 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 the person was driving, Baba, we know some land somewhere. He said he slept. When he woke up, God said, foolish guy, did I say I want to do farm? I said, we want a church for, we want a land for church. You bring me to a farm. Do not say I want to do cocoa farm? Huh? What do you mean by this? So, Papa, and he got a Lord said, this is the place. Huh? Yeah. Lord, this is the place. didn't have the land but i knew the direction i saw this road was completed i saw people were flopping so much that god said relocate the place and put another camp somewhere and made this place an annex i saw it i knew this road is going to be done i knew it so when i wake up i call my son i say let's go we have to build a city i didn't have a land i have some one acre land on the johnson when you are coming here uh, there is there is this story building there the land just before it's my land. So I was so excited. I was driving early morning. Around 4 o'clock. Let's go there. The God said city. I was going to put it on one, one plot of land. Huh? One acre. Four plot. I said. Ah. I told Pastor. I said. Bring me a, a party. He draw the plan. Huh? Uh, landscape. Four. Four. He said. Papa. We'll put the auditorium here. We'll put it. Four plot. Because I didn't know. What God was going to do. I'm excited. I could see that it's this road. No. One, one father said, Anna, I have some land at Winnipeg. I said, no, I saw the thing. I saw you going to the Togo road. I saw it was there. I drove here. We were standing at the plot. At that time, when some people came, the family, they said, what are you people doing here? Why are you standing on the plot? I said, it's my plot. They said, it's not your plot. Because their cousin gave it to me. They mentioned their sister's name. And I said, oh, yes, your sister come to my church. They said, oh, Prophet Anna, yes, I know you. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, Prophet Anna. What are you doing here? I saw my plot. He said, ah, sister, give the plot to you. I said, yes, yes, yes. He said, what are you coming to do? I said, we are coming to build church. He said, ah, but this small plot for church. I said, do you have land? He said, no, no, we don't have land. We have a land, but it's a problem. After Central University, we are still in court. But then he pointed to this place. He said, there are some land here, but our uncle will not sell it. I said, let me have you. I said, no, don't worry yourself. 30 years, he's doing farm. He won't sell it. Can't you see the tomatoes farm? And then what was again? Watermelon? Everything. He said, no, 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 no. He doesn't sell. Don't worry. He said, yesterday, Chinese people came with money. He didn't sell it. Yeah? Give me his number. I said, well, I'll give it to you, but don't worry yourself. You won't sell. People have come at 30 years. You won't sell the land. 30 years. I called him. I said, sir, my name is so so, -so. I want to see you. He said, what is this? He said, that your land there. Pointed it. So no, 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 I'm in the bank. I mean, the way he threw me away, I'm in the bank. I can't talk when I feel I'll call him. I called him back in the evening, he didn't pick. He called me early morning. 
Any morning about 4 30. And he said, I couldn't sleep this night. Are you the are you the pastor? Yes, I couldn't sleep. That was not until I go to strong God has shown me the place I just have to come. He said, I couldn't sleep. When he came, he called me and said, well, I'll give you part. Well, well, how many, how many pro did he give you? Six acres. What, what was that place? Here. This one. Six acres. Six acres. I said, it's too small. Because the thing is a city. The Lord said, keep quiet and take it. Six acres. We came here. Ha! We started working. I was there. This one came. They said, we have 20 acres. Another cousin came and said, we have 20. Another came and said, we have 30. Another came and said, we have 10. We are buying, 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 buying. These are the three sons of Noah. I prophesy that God will lead you to the right place. Just don't worry about it. Follow him. Have a personal relationship. Follow him. He knows where to lead you. That's it. Are you learning something here today? Sit down, sit down, man of God. Sit down. Let's talk. Hallelujah. Amen. When we are talking, people must sit down. Are you getting the Are you getting the program now? Hallelujah. No, I believe that this week God will download something on you. No, this is what you call. I remember Pastor Chairman Clement was here, came to stay here one of the weekend. You go inside and say, Prof, you are inspiration. He said, No matter how I'm discouraged, when I step into protest and I go back, something wake up in the inside of me. Yes, don't go where they always bring your spirit down. Go where you'll be inspired. Don't do it. Amen. This is a key for any growth in life. This scripture is hope for anything you can start. No, never be discouraged. The problem is that you want God to move in your time. All the pressures on you is because you want God to move in your time and sometimes because you are in a competitive spirit. Can I tell you this? You are unique in yourself. Your calling is not the same as anybody's calling. Your calling is, oh my, I wish I can talk to you the way I feel like talking to you. You cannot be like me. I cannot be like you. Your quality is different from my quality. Huh? Diversities of good, but the same spirit. So God might not give you grace for 5,000 congregation members. But if it's 1,000, keep it faithfully. Write this statement that we are not called to be successful. We are called to be faithful. Write it down. Can I say that again? We are not called to be what? Successful. We are called to be what? However, you cannot be faithful and not be successful. You cannot be faithful and not be successful. Number two, what man calls success can be abomination unto God. God's definition for success is different from man's definition for success. So, the thing you call successful or success is different from how God defines it. It means that all God has given to this man of God his ability to pastor 2,000. But he gave to this ability to pastor 20,000. It doesn't make this one more successful than this one. Because he has given to every man according to their several ability. As I'm standing here, I can't push and carry what God didn't give me grace for. And write this one down. The most dangerous thing to do in ministry is to do what you don't have grace for.
you don't have grace to build a city, you go through too much pressure. Amen. Can I tell you this? This thing I'm doing here, there is no stress on anybody. There is no. Do you look at me? Do I look like a stressful person? No. I mean, you have to do project to understand. If you have done project before, you understand the value of this place. If you have never done, some of you have never bought a plot of land, so you don't see the value. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that your, 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 your frustrated plot of land be at, uh, uh, what do we call it, uh, uh, Chopoli. That's no different. But if you have started a project, you have poured concrete on the ground. Now, because God is behind it, we have not taken the long ones. Up to today, we owe nobody a person on this ground. That somebody is coming here, okay, please, you owe me no, I, not even one city. Nobody, we have never agreed with one bank, give us a loan, they will pay. Never. This project is seven years. Forget about the building. The real money is the road. The infrastructure, the gutters, the road. That one. This one is not the final code. Even this one, some of the road you see there with the markings, it can build a whole church auditorium. Behind every God-given vision, there is provision. Write it down. If it is from the Lord, you, it will be very sweatless. Am I talking to the right pastors here? I see a future for everybody under the sound of my voice. Follow this thing very closely. Bishop Abiyo said something. He said that I follow Bishop Oedipo closely. I am not at his realm, but every grace his carry has come upon me. Producing the same effect. You cannot follow me with your heart and not produce this. Because everything produces after it kind. And number two, if it is of, it is of God, it can be done everywhere. It's as simple as that. One, if this thing is of God, you can do it at Kumasi. You can do it at Landi. You can do it. That thing is following closely with your heart. How does this thing get a special personal relationship with God? It has never taken me out of my relationship with God. When the time comes for me to go for my normal waitings, I leave and I go. No. I have never gone to anywhere and asked them, what is he preaching? What did he preach? I don't have time. Sometimes when I have time, I listen to them preaching, but I've never gone anywhere to monitor. The church is not for you, it's for Christ. Amen. Don't kill yourself on something. There are pastors, they are killing themselves too much. On something. Hallelujah. What about if they don't become faithful? It's not for you. The owner of the church will come after them. Oh. You are just an under shepherd. if they become faithful what if what if what if what if is a reason you are not moving <laughs> i'm talking to you already hmm? you are not there yet of what i'm talking about very soon you'll be there Amen. don't feel sitting when the doors will be open you start traveling outside Amen. you won't go because of the church no <laughs> There is a pastor I told him, I said, let's go to Israel. Hey, Papa, who will take care of the church? Immediately, I know that this guy will not last. I told him, I said, no, 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 no. 
I couldn't the way he was talking. He has taken the church like a property. It's not for you. I have never gone anywhere to think about where I can go and not call to find out what is happening here. As for Sabbath, I've never called him. What did you preach? And what? No, I've never told him what to preach. I've never given you a topic to preach. If you preach nonsense, the people are listening to you. They, no, that's what it is. It's your, whatever you preach follows you. So, yeah, it's an opportunity to have, depends on what you preach. I mean, yeah. One day I was in London, somebody sent me a seat to bring to my son. Told me, say, ah, that your son has been a blessing. Can you send us? I said, no, I'll take it. He was lucky my money didn't short. I could have chopped it and come and tell <laughs> But later I brought it to him. Amen. <laughs> no. So you do it well. Yeah. Can you imagine the fan that the person sent me the seat to give to him? It means that whatever I preach, the, the, the cripple at the gate of beautiful, the healing is not for Jesus. Jesus went to the temple every day, but the healing is for Peter, James and John. Jesus went to the temple every day. They didn't heal that man. It's because the healing, that healing is for Peter, James and John. Save and go have been as such as we have rise up. They, Jesus was every day at the temple. He never healed. Impotent folks at the pool of Beth I mean, Salem. He healed only one man and left the rest. Folks, you need to, what I'm teaching you, I used to pay money to travel. I'm in America, I'm in South Korea, I'm in Singapore. Listen it sometime, I go there. We pay money for nothing. There's a conference I went to America. You pay for the tape before you listen. Part of the conference package, the five speakers you go. So you register and the tape, one is uh, $10 or $20 you pay. Another is $12. And the, and the message, oh, some of them bless you, some of them come. God, ha, is going to bless you, ha. And you take it, ha. Equalizer, ha. I told my wife, I said, the high is what we pay for. <laughs> Nothing. No. What I am telling you, eh? a time is coming, you want to go to a conference and you don't nobody. Oh, go to America and nobody's doing conference. Don't undermine this. Don't take it for granted. 10 years time, you will understand where you are sitting. <laughs> Your input determines your output. Today, I thank God for some conferences. I went 18 years ago. I wouldn't have been able to sustain this. I had things. I wrote it down. It, 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 it came when I have to do this vision. I can't wait to bring you to the place of structures. Human management. If I didn't cut the word folks here, full-time workers here is over 120. When we're building Jubilee Tabernacle, there was a time we have over 1,200 workers to pay every week. How do you do that? If I have time, I'll take you there. <laughs> So, this is not America or UK. You want to go to UK and hear her. You hear nothing. The arc of the testimony has moved to Africa. Africa must value what they have. And follow. It's simple. There are people in Ghana who doesn't know potency. But if you stop in to step here for the first time, 
You will know that God is in this place. I mean, listen, you cannot do this thing for seven years if God is not inside. You didn't take a loan from anywhere. You are not owing anybody. And you don't have any branches anywhere that are bringing support. No. I almost got trapped in America. My man of God, I hear what you are doing. Is there anything we can do to help? I was thinking, the Lord said, you dare not. I said, no, we don't need any help. You mean? I said, no, we don't. If I ask for help, God could have withdrawn his hand. Because my glory will I not. So be careful. The way you are popping your head looking for help. Don't let God start it and you give glory to man. They are going to stand their puppet door. We help prophet and not to do the thing. Nobody can say that in the world. Dead or alive. Even those of us in the church, there is nobody who can say that if it's not because of me, this place will not be built. If we take your contribution out, it will have no effect. Direct from above. God takes full glory for what is happening. Amen. If you open up, this place will not be. Every time we have people come from Nigeria everywhere, we want to come and wait upon the Lord. We want to come and do this. We want to come and I tell you, I say, it's not that we don't. We, we are always waiting. We are 70 days fasting. What time do we have to give you some party? No, no. But I'm too glad that if you're a pastor, you want to wait upon that you can just walk here, hide in a place. If those of you have stayed here before, look at the atmosphere. I told God one day, I say, you, you, you prepare this place so much, the atmosphere is different. Now, one of the men that gave us the land, one of the family, one day, she's going to be with the Lord. One day, I saw him midnight spray. He was sitting at, the, at one of the fountains here. So I called him and said, oh, Mr. Francis, wow. I didn't know you were here. Sir. Pastor, I come here to think. I said, why? He said, the, the breeze, the air here is, is not the same as the one in the village there. When you come here, the air is different. Anytime I sit here, all my stress is gone. <laughs> develop your personal relationship with God don't take it for granted don't just wake up and pray and when you have this emotional ghost pimples you say I'll pray it was 10 minutes Jesus said, could you not watch with me for one hour? It means that Jesus time is prayer. Give yourself average prayer time and build it from there. Personal relationship with God. Don't go to church as a pastor and your offering time, you drop anything. Prepare your offering when you are preparing your dress. Personal relationship with God. Because a stingy pastor cannot raise a giving church. It's from the top. I, 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 don't worry. I know very soon the clapping will not be there at all. Personal relationship with God is not just fasting and praying. Everything about your life. Your standard of holiness. If your wife complains that you are too close to a girl, you are indisciplined man of God. It shouldn't be a matter. 24 years of marriage. There is no one day from bedding power, from Omega to bedding power to here that my wife say, I don't like the way you are close to this person. No, no, it will not happen. I will not even create it. 
I'm living with spiritual boundaries. No girl in the church is my friend. You are my, I'm, 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 I'm your father. Now, I have had four secretaries in my life. All of them go through three stages of training. You go to this person, spend one month, this person one month, finally another person, before you approve. Nothing just happened. <laughs> they brought the secretary to me, bro, say, when he resume, I resign. <laughs> I went to the office because the judge, when I saw his dress, I said, I dashed the office to her. <laughs> the day he resigned, I resume. It's nothing. I'm not ready to offend anybody. But that's what it is. Boundaries. Spiritual boundaries. So again, it's in your house. You are canceled up to 11.30. For what? For what? All the things you preach in church, you didn't hear? And your wife is complaining. Man of God, we are indisciplined. Principles. I don't go to any country for the first time without my wife. And I can tell you, I've traveled all over the world. I don't know how many passports. But I can count maybe one or twice. 18 years ago, I traveled without my wife. And the reason he has delivered. Why are you traveling with your secretary? Tell your friend, tell your brother, why are you quiet? Tell him, why are you quiet about what it is? <laughs> I hope you are, you are not going to storm you. Tell my bodyguards to be around so that when they pick a stone. <laughs> Don't destroy your glorious destiny. Nobody here is beyond falling. Nobody. Those who are anointed and you fail. There is a book if I had opportunity. I will order it for everybody. If not, go to the tronic. I was wrong by Jimmy Swagger. Read it. Everybody must read the book. Go back and read people's biography. Read God General Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4. Read it. Thank God for Robert Dyde. And his research and insight. You cannot survive in ministry if you have not read autobiographies of people. Let them show you where they mix it. So that you don't repeat. There's no new thing under the sun. Until recently, that there's conviction. In my house, no woman worker stays there. All of them are men. You can come and work after five o'clock, go home. It's called spiritual boundaries. Because you cannot tell when Mrs. Potiphar, Mrs. Potiphar can be in love with you and you don't know. Hey, hey, hey. 
are thinking about yourself that you are just a mobbing of the floor, but somebody is in love with you. Yeah. Boundaries. So don't deceive yourself that the way you are walking around, somebody in your chair doesn't love you. Kadibaya to Kasaya. Are we safe? Yes, sir. This is what others overlook. They are nowhere. They are not telling what they have done, but they have killed their ministry. They, there are things present. They are living with this demon of guilt. I wish, I wish I didn't do it. I wish I didn't do it. God warned them several times they couldn't. One pastor told me, say, Papa, I have learned that there's a woman when you touch them, you cannot detach. I listened to him for 20 minutes. See, Papa, I'm in jail. I cannot detach. Every so tie, I break it in the name of Jesus. You will not be trapped. You will not destroy your destiny on the laps of Delilah. You have a great calling. Listen to me. 20 years ago, if somebody gave me a prophecy, I would do what I'm doing. I would never have believed it. If I have to honor appointment, all appointment from the whole world, I can stay in Ghana for only two weeks every year. I'm not confused, so I love what I'm doing. I reject hundreds of them. Because the Lord told me, all the people that are calling everywhere, they are going to make an account for their calling. You better stay and do your calling. If you have extra spare time, you are not using, you can go there. But if you don't take it, you run and do everybody's calling while your own is being destroyed. May you fulfill your calling. I am teaching you things I paid money to go and listen. Build your personal relationship with God. So first important thing, your personal relationship. Number two, your family. Second important thing in your life. After your personal, number two is what? Your family. Somebody say family. Today is the beginning. Call some of you should have sponsored some of your friends. <laughs> What did I say? The second one. Cancel that one. How to put something on. I'm, that one's supposed to be dead. Huh? Now watch this. Some of you have networking of men and women of God. That are in village. Make sure you are supporting somebody from the village. Have one pastor. Two pastors. Encourage them. Do that. And conference and sponsor them to come. It is one of the key. Do you know the guy called Joel Austin? A lot of the ministers in East Africa, his father sponsored them. When they had an encounter, was he said that God told him that I'm rewarding you for what your father did. 
John Austin, he supported a lot of pastors from Kenya, Tanzania, East Africa. Some of you join me when we start the village evangelism. That is what we want to do. Ponza men of God. We have to support people who are dead, who are in a place that we can never go there. Amen. What is the first one? Huh? And what is the second one I say? It's supposed to be the, the, the it's supposed to be the, the, the second one. Take good care of yourself. Yourself. Put that one first. Take very good care of yourself. Listen, I told you something. Now listen. What gives you lega? What makes you lega on this earth is your body. Huh? Your heart. This is what makes you legal to stay on this earth. Without this, you are not legal. Anything here without a body is illegal. What makes you legal to stay on this earth is your body. God takes glory in earthly vessels. Now listen. This body is so important that when the spirit walks out. Today I picked a revelation on the spiritual timetable and I saw that. The Lord will show me how greedy this earth is. And he said this earth is not satisfied. It keeps everything it has. If the egg gives you mankini, you finish eating it, it goes through the digestive system, you take the excreta. Everything you manufacture, everything, it comes back to the head. Even when you die, he take the body back. I'll tell you that. It's another level of revelation. But watch this. Tell your neighbor, take good care of yourself. So the first, most important, your relationship with God. The next one is yourself. God cannot use anybody who doesn't take care of themselves. Number two, as I'm standing here preaching, eh, I've been preaching for the past about 37 days or so. And I'll preach in the 70 days. Now listen, what is driving the anointing is the body. Mm? So when this body is weak, you cannot drive the anointing. Yeah. What do you mean by take good care of yourself? It's not every food you should eat. As you grow, you must change your diet. There are food after 50 years you cannot eat. There are food after 30 years you cannot eat. Some Christian is clapping. Take good care of your what? Yourself. That is why you can't... Oh, Apostle Paul says something in the book of First Corinthians chapter 6. <laughs> that is why you cannot... Do you remember the scripture that says, give not your strength to women? Huh? In the book of Proverbs, give not your strength to what? To women. He didn't say... Proverbs chapter 31. He didn't say, give, your, give not your strength to your wife. He said, woman. Or sorrowful. Papa or sorrowful. Give not... Proverbs 31 verse 3. Give not thy strength to what? Huh? Plural. Huh? Emma. Give not thy strength. It means that any sexual act outside the marriage covenant, you are throwing strength away. Any man of God that is quiet is a suspect. It's my personal speech. You have to follow the context of the scriptures. No, I need strength to preach. The kind of schedules I have, man. I said, I spoke to Reverend almost one hour ago. He said, Hey, one man of God come. He said, What is in your blood? Is it normal blood? I see you preaching, and then you are on the studio, 
And then before I know, you say you are going to pray midnight. Hey, are you there? Take good care of yourself. Because let me tell you, a lot of pastors, we are very indisciplined. We eat anyhow. We drink anyhow. Some of you are still drinking Coke. Now, there's nothing wrong with Coke. Every time you drink one bottle of Coke, you have taken eight cubes of sugar. So, maybe once I want to go to party, they force you to drink one. I don't let it be your habit. Take good care of yourself. You need this body to drive the anointing. That means I have a form of exercise. And you do exercise. Come and leave it to me and see. Have a form of exercise. If it's walk, walk. If it's trot, trot. If it's learn something at least once in a week, you do it. Once in some days, you do some exercise. Because you need it. I had opportunity to had the privilege of talking to Dr. Jerry Saver and I asked him as a dog, what does Dr. Kenneth Copeland has done? That at the age of 80 plus, the man can still preach and run around. 80 plus. I went to his camp at Texas. 80 plus. The last time Kenneth Copeland went to do checkup, they say he has a heart of 25 years. And the man is 80 something. It's like somebody who is 25 years. And I wish I have time to tell you his lifestyle. What me do for one who was an adding good office and what trust and what case now it's now cool. What an original Kayo, 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 what killing yourself. serious matter now do you know something there is something you have to do on earth nobody can replace you Tom print is a proof so when you mix the ministry God has nobody to substitute he can substitute you that person cannot do it the same way you do it so you don't have a choice you must fulfill your ministry number two you must die in a good old age oh what one of the men that one of the men that I love his death was Billy Graham. He, he was cruising almost 200. What a blessing. Kenneth Hagen said, I must not depart until 80 plus. When you got there, he knew. He said, it's time. I have to go. It's time. It's time. It's time. Discipline yourself. Take good care of your body. I'm ending very soon. Take good care. Number two. The third one. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. If you meet these steps, you cannot fulfill your ministry. What's the first one? Huh? Personal relationship with God. Second one, take very good care of yourself. Third one, your family. Now, it is written in the Bible, Paul wrote to Timothy, Paul wrote to Titus, the qualification of a bishop and a decade. He must be the one that take good care of what? His family. It is there. I don't need to quote the scripture. You know it more than me. Amen. So listen. Don't be a great man of God with a broken family. Your first church is your family. 
when you are going to stand before Jesus, the first members are your family. So take good care of your family. Apostles, are you listening to me? Yes. Dwell with them according to knowledge that your prayers will not be hindered. Oh, what a trap I see it. Don't build a church when your wife is grief. At a certain point, your prayer will go nowhere. Listen to me. My wife is fully excited and 1,000 times backing what I'm doing for God. The Lord told me many years ago, make sure this woman will not resent what you are doing. I saw a great man of God. Things were happening to him. And I asked the Lord, why? He said, because the wife is not with him. This woman, I've, uh, yesterday, remember what I told you about them? They are very powerful. Don't make a mistake about them. If I see a pastor whose wife is not happy and is maltreating the wife, you don't have revelation. Your ministry will not last. This is the first session. We'll go, 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 go. It will be a blessing. Amen? Yeah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Build it. Build a solid, united family. Let there be no division. Don't come to the pulpit to preach when your wife is angry with you. You know the fight started at home. You didn't work on it. No. Build a solid family. Now listen. Listen. Do the family such a way, do the ministry such a way that when God calls your son, he will respond. If Joel Ossie was a John Ossie was a failure, Joel would never have responded to the call of God. TDJ just handed the church to his, his daughter. Build it. Build it. Take very good care of your family. There's a mistake pastors are doing. What did God say? Peter, do you love me? Feed my flock. And then when they come to your wife, you say, well, I love your wife. Some of you are feeding your wife and you are loving the flock. That's mean you shouldn't love the people, but you are supposed to feed them. Because the flocks, they are not there because of you. They are there because of the gift on you. Never deceive yourself that the people walking around, they love you. There is not, you, you. You are too ugly for them to love you. Me and you, we don't look like they should. What is attracting them to us is the gift. When everybody is gone home, what is left with your family? I have been married for 24 years there about. I never appreciate. The first time, let me tell you something. Coronavirus was an acid test for every family in the church. Those who have not built a solid family to sit down, they were going through pressure. Oh. People threw their wife from the first floor. But this one go, this one come. I appreciated the bond. Me and my family, we can stay in the room for one month and nobody will come out. It will be fine. You don't like what I'm telling you, but this is the key. If you see a man, God has used to do this and he's telling you this thing, you must believe it. 
by if you enter this gate, I don't look like a failure. Okay, if this is a, my failure, then when I became successful, how will it look like? This is, I've told you, because God is good. How many auditoriums are here? How many buildings are in this compound? How many? How many? Even one day, there was an engineer of, uh, you know, these district engineers that, one of them came and he was, we were doing pavement breaks at the Jubilee Tabernacle car parks. Hey, prof. He said, Papa, I said, what is Hey, even the assembly, we were doing one at Tema. It's as if blood is coming out of our body. And it's even not, it's just about a quarter of this place. The way you are cutting the blocks and laying them, you make it look like construction is easy. I say, I'm not the one that's making God make it look like. Amen. It works. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. Build a solid family. When everybody is gone. Now listen, there's crisis in ministry. There is wilderness stage of ministry. There's a place you come to. Everybody is gone. The way you are built, your family will determine how you survive. Build it. Now listen. Never make your wife regretted for marrying you. I told my wife, I said, I will marry you in such a way that if God give opportunity to marry to another way, you still come and look for me. Because every man you marry will be to yourself to me alone. <laughs> Humorously, I say it every time. I say, I'm doing it such a way that you will come and look for me. Leadership by example. Yesterday, I told you the things I have to tell you. Don't marry for shape. Don't marry for height. <laughs> Don't even marry for where you are. Marry for where you are going. That means that the woman you choose to marry, I told you, apart from God, the next powerful voice in your life is your wife. If you marry a wrong woman, eh, I have gone through some challenges and crises and things in ministry. If I marry a wrong woman, I will not be where I am. I have looked at my wife and I asked her, what do you think about this? Because at the point, there is nobody to talk to. This thing, what do you think? And I thank God for his answer. Go to your God. One day, my wife told me something I will never forget. I have to make a decision on something. And he told me, say, boy, God even called you before I saw you. What was my small voice? I'm not too sure what I'm going to tell you. Your strength is fasting. Why don't you go and seek your God? Whatever it tells you, I will follow you. Mm. This is what I brought to you. Now, listen. That is a situation, apostle. A woman can tell you, they are cheating you, they are doing this, do that. He never spoke. Make sure you don't go, because women are wired by emotions. Mm. And if he doesn't understand, he will throw you out of the will of God. Salah threw Abraham almost out of the will of God. Jesus Christ. Can hear Sarah say, Let me help you on your go. 
and his help is still a tongue in the flesh of the Israelites. One sex, 500 years, you are still paying. 5,000 years, you are still paying. Keep your family. Make sure your wife is happy. Make sure your husband is happy. I don't have time. I wish a woman is here. I'm going to tell them. Some of you are women in ministry. You know your price and your danger. Now, watch it. Don't overlook it. All women who are forefront of ministry, many of them have not survived in marriage. Check it. Juanita Bainu. Paula White. Check it. Even Ghana. Check it. They are there. Do you know the reason? Do you know the reason? Because your culture is more complicated. The ability to become a preacher and a wife. If you can't marry the two, you have a problem. Because the ego in men, how do you preach powerful and still submit to a man? And that one, I have to gather you, the woman alone, to tell you insight. I have seen some pastors, their marriage was doing well until their wife started preaching, the marriage break. Marriage stood very well. They go out until the woman start preaching and start becoming powerful because there is a way congregation can lift somebody you train. And if he doesn't have the wisdom to know how to still submit, friction. And don't forget your culture in Africa contribute to what? So, how do you, as a woman, preach the gospel, become powerful? And so submit under a man. Yeah. I hope you are, I hope you are, we are we are still I hope you are still here. Yeah. Ten years from now you understand. Five years from now you understand. Three years from now you understand. So if you were a woman in ministry, huh? If you are a man in ministry and your wife is coming up and is becoming more powerful than you, you have one mentor I would recommend for you. Go to Joyce Meyer and Le. Go to Mr. Meyer and Le. Nobody knows Joyce Meyer's husband. Nobody knows him. Who cares to know him? Joyce Meyer said that the secret of the sources of this ministry is my husband. He doesn't stand on the platform, but he does every donkey work here. It is called the spirit of understanding. With all you're getting, get understanding. Now hear this. If I stand in Jubilee Terminal and I pray to over, I don't know how many people, you come to all night on Friday, you see the people. It cannot be compared to what I'm telling you. Let me, let me show you how many people I'm preaching to here. If this man will have a church of 5,000, this one 4,000, this one 3,000, this lady thousand, this man ten thousand, this one fifteen thousand. As I'm training this one, you can imagine the people I'm training. So when you train a pastor, you have trained a congregation. So I value this one than any crowd I'm preaching to. Because as a result of what you are hearing me, I know some family is safe. I know some area is will be revived. the Lord a clap of Amen. As of what time is my session supposed to be over? By now, eh? Oh, okay. Is the next person already? Oh, they've come, eh? Okay. 
Because the university that's affiliated with us, they have to come in and give some lectures so that we can have that accreditation. So I think they've come. So we are in campus, so we can do. So, but where are they? Oh, bring them to the front. Yeah. They can come and sit somewhere. Amen. Bring the person. Amen. Be seated. So quickly. Amen. You can also, you can put them at the back like that. It's not a good thing. I hope it's Professor Marty around or himself. Okay, because I've seen his missed color by phone. Amen. All right. So your family. Uh-huh. Is that right? I can go. All oh, this one is a whole message. But because we don't have time. So the first one, your what? Build it. Second one. Have you seen that you don't take good care of yourself? Yeah, can't tell. Yeah. To me, Diko container with me for me. I know what did. Some of you fasting is too difficult for you. One pastor said, Papa, me fasting. Papa said, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, fasting. I'm going to say, I'm Now the earth is turning. Hallelujah. Okay. And these are some of the professors of the university. Please, let's welcome them. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get away very soon so that they take over. Amen. So, I'm supposed to give you five. I've given you three. I'm going to get away so that we're listening to them because they, they don't have time. We, we are here. Amen. Uh, Apostle Luca is on the way coming. Hallelujah. You arrive. We have a little kisses we display. But we're trusting God that either this severely tomorrow morning you arrive. And then we'll pick it up from there. How many of you have listened to him before? Hallelujah. You are perfect. Also, you know him. Eh? You enjoy him. Amen. So, men and women of God, God bless you. Hallelujah. Uh, you, you wanted me to finish all the five. Eh? But no, we have to let the, the lecturers come in. And when they finish, then, by the grace of God, we will uh, continue from there. I have many things to share to you. As God give me grace. Have you been blessed by what we did this afternoon? Amen. Now, hear this. Um, and and, 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 and I, I, I can't wait. I, I, there are some things I want to tell you, but those things, I don't want to be on air. Because it's too hot. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. Saturday, how much? If you know my baby, then I can deal with you on that aspect of my life. Yeah, because there are some things. Eh, um, I last time I couldn't preach it. Um, like I told you, God told me that I should not only show you my trophy, I must show you my scar. Every man of God, whoever his level is, there are things you have done that you wish you didn't do. As I'm standing here looking back, there are some things 10 years ago. If I knew what I knew, I could have handled it better. And when you come there, huh? do you know why God put Joseph in the pit? Do you know why God put Joseph in the prison? Oh, Apostle, Apostle, I'll tell you after church. Do you know why? Huh? Do you know why you have to go to the pit? Do you know why you go to prison? So that when you, when you are lifted up, you can have mercy on those in the pit. Yeah. I'll tell you that tomorrow. You can never have sympathy on people if you have no experience what they experience. So all the stages you are going through in ministry, there's a reason for it. Yes. There's a reason. There are some things I've gone through in life. It has given me compassion for people. I can take a car and give it to somebody as a gift. Because I know what it means to be a minister and drive without a car. 
Some of you, uh, some of you had a jubilee tabernacle. When I took my family car and gave it to a pastor, he's not a church member. He doesn't come here. He's not part of our ministry. I gave a, almost a new car to him. Because I understand. So, the way you want to come out of the pit, God kept you there for a reason. There is a politician, he was in Rollins' time. Um, is it Rollins? After, after President Rollins' time was ended, they tried some politicians, they put some of them in prison. I don't want to mention their name. One of them was tried causing financial loss or something, 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 something like that. He went to prison. One day I was preaching in a church and I met him. He's my friend. So I asked him, he's a very powerful lawyer. And I asked him, I said, ah. So I said, like, we're talking. I said, honorable, we're talking. I said, prof, it's nobody. It's not. I don't even think it's the system that sent me to prison. God sent me there. I said, why? He said, since I returned from prison, I have free over 70 people. I said, why? He said, some people, eh? Because they don't know anybody, they stole gold. And they put them in remind. They've been there for 10 years. When I went there, for the few weeks I was there, I, God took me there. God said, I did God said, I brought to you. Flee all these people. When they told me, he said, one of them, after five years of fleeing, he's a great man of God with a big church. <laughs> if you see anybody who doesn't have sympathy on people, he has never seen life. It takes passion to have compassion. Here it is. Allow God to take you through a process. Because you will need it when you are at the top. God is going to bring many people under you. I told you 20 years ago, if God told me I would do this, I will know. Go to all over the world. Last invasion in America. People, I mean, I was there with I was there with Professor Mate. He told me something. He said, Prof, the, the, the registrar said, Prof, I have lived in this country before. This is America. People to leave their work in Britain and come and stay here from Monday to Sunday. It must be God. It must be what? God. When I finish sitting down and I'm talking to the people and sometimes I'm giving them counseling and praying for them. My people say, you are tired. You are that. I told one of them, I said, you have never been through what these people are going through. If you understand it, you will allow me to talk to them. Because some of them, all they need is to talk to somebody. You'll be fine. Allow God to take you through the process. Because what you are going through will be a reference point and a contact to help people when you are at the top. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Very simple prayer. Grace to practice what I'm hearing. I don't want to be a hearer of the word. I also want to be a doer of the word. Lift up your two hands and say, Father, Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. To hear your word. Grace. Grace. To practice. To practice. What I'm hearing. I'm Lift hearing. up your voice and talk to God. Talk to Jesus. Talk to God. Grace to practice what I'm hearing.